Hi, this is Gabriela. And this is Brandy. And this is Book Gossip. And I put my phone on silent. Uh, I like the other one. I, I wanted the beep from the cell phone. You probably wouldn't even be able to hear it. That's true. Maybe. Um, All right. So today we have something um, different than we planned because I think we told you this was going to be the gunslinger. Yes, we did. But let's have Gabriella introduce our super exciting content for today. <laughs> so last night we decided <laughs> to watch uh, the movie that is called Pan's Labyrinth. It's by Guillermo del Toro and it was from 2006. Um great year yes um i think i just i i went to netflix and just picked it because the the cover looked nice and i sent it to you did netflix like recommend it to you no or? i just went into the international movies oh okay and you were I, probably looking for a french love story or something no i wanted something like kind of weird like funny something like light Mm-hmm. And then I saw the trailer and on Netflix. I'm like, oh, that looks like something like good, like light, oh, funny light to watch. Funny. Okay, yes, yeah. yes. Definitely. But no, it didn't. Like I was texting you. I was like, what the fuck with this movie? This I thought it was going to be like fun and magical. Well, I thought that you knew that I liked no, that I ha- movie. No, yes. You, we talked about the movie before, but okay. I didn't know what the movie was about entirely. Like, I didn't know the details. I didn't even know the, the movie was in Spanish. Yo, do you know how I found out? No. Sitting in the movie theaters. <laughs> oh, because you went to see yeah, it. Yeah, I went to see it in the movies. And I was with my friend, Sham. And the movie started. And at first, we didn't think anything of it because we figured maybe the intro's in Spanish, in Spanish whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we could quickly realize that the movie was oh, in Spanish. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever. And at the time... I, rem- I distinctly remember I did not read the subtitles. I just watched the movie and I had a perfectly fine time. I loved the movie. Yeah. But the second time I watched it, probably a couple years later, I realized I didn't understand any <laughs> of the real plot to the movie. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like very surprised. It was like watching it for the first time. Yes. So when I was watching it today, like this morning and I had to pause and like the category that is in is drama mm-hmm. so i was like like i was so into the movie i was like living it i was like actually like um how when you re- i was like responding to it you were having like these physical reactions because like I, in my mind i thought it was something completely different but it's not really i like the movie it was it was good it was like not what i was i was expecting but it gives nice. you a lot of it gives you a lot of what you need because one thing I like about Guillermo del Toro is that when he gives you something supernatural or a little bit of fantasy, he just makes it feel very real. Kind of yeah. like if you're watching Black Mirror or something like that. He like kind of knows how to blend it. Yeah. Like we're watching this thing that's super fantastical, but at the same time, you put it with this super real, real. war. Yes. And it just gives it these like crazy dimensions. Yes. I, I Yeah. He knows how to put the worlds together. Also, we skipped something. Oh, yes. We have okay. a super Bef- surprising update. So before we start into, uh, me get into the movie, we're going to give you a Jinx update that mm-hmm. it came out. Yes, last night. It came onto my phone. I sent it to you. So Robert Durst, 
and I think we did the last episode was about him that he was gonna go. It was, he was waiting to go to trial, right? And a lot of COVID shit happened, and like fourteen months months it was postponed mm-hmm. until recently. I don't remember what date. So he was sentenced. I mean, he was convicted of killing his best friend Susan Berman. Wow! Like twenty years later. Okay, that's that's what he they got him for. Yes. Awesome. Um, so he was, um, found guilty. He was going, he's going to get sentenced in September. He's facing life. Okay. In jail. And I think I told you this little detail when he, they gave the verdict, he mm-hmm. wasn't there because he was being isolated because he got in contact with somebody who was, um, COVID positive. So nobody saw his reaction, but I don't think he gave a shit. I couldn't, honestly, I would have liked to know his reaction just because he's so odd and unpredictable. <sighs> That's true. He goes, he's weird. He's but, 78. Yeah. And it took the jurors, 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 jurors. I thought um, you said uterus. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounded like that. Um, seven hours. Wow. To deliberate. Um, what are they going to get him for? So I was reading what the defense used for not to get him convicted. And it was, and it was um, that he was an old man, an awkward socially. That he was in the law in the wrong time, wrong place, twice. Right. But okay. rant that he's a liar, but he's not a killer. And but then the prosecution brought eighty witnesses, and they brought like thirty entry entries of evidence. Wow. So they were like, yeah, okay. That's they, overwhelming. You, so they use while in the documentary, the documentary, the 2015 one from the HBO, they use the envelope, mm-hmm. and they brought a witness, a friend of him, that she said yes, he told me that he wrote that he won, he was the one that wrote the Beverly Hill envelope. Okay, was so, who like what? Do you remember or did they say? why she was a witness like uh, how so she... i i don't remember how they she was kind of like pressed to be a witness okay. there's a word for a subpoena yeah yeah she's there i don't know who is she they gave it the name of the person but i don't know how close and why and like all of exactly. that story okay, it yeah. wasn't in the article like the backstory of it all right yeah i'm asking for too much and but then also um the family of the ex-wife they they were like okay good that they got him for that but that woman was also he's like when the wife disappeared she was the one that was like the pr person they're like okay but we hate her as much as him exactly so what's good and like we our daughter still needs justice but i don't think they're gonna get him for that i don't think they have yeah, enough no, evidence so. for that which is really unfortunate yeah i think they were because he wasn't his the police radar by the time of Susan Berman. Mm-hmm. I think there were more evidence than the first time. Yeah, I think it came out of nowhere. So maybe much more recent mm-hmm. Susan Berman. Yeah, I mean not recent, recent, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, but like I he's mean, like I'm glad I'm glad that's like they caught him on something because I do honestly believe that he's guilty. I understand that I only saw like some seriously biased stuff yeah in, the in this documentary, documentary yeah but i don't believe that you had contact with three people yes who disappeared or were murdered 
mm-hmm. with like all of this, all of these circumstances, it just doesn't add up. Yeah, you were in the wrong place. Like they're saying, like you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, I don't think so. That's too much of a coincidence. Okay, but why do you need to lie? Mm-hmm. And I, well, and also, like I think we said in the documentary, if somebody died, like why you have to cut the person up? <laughs> exactly <laughs> if you didn't kill him or you kill him like yeah like i told you me and my friends we use that all the time what? as a joke like i don't know whenever it applies and even when it doesn't we'll oh, just okay, be like, okay i did not kill my friend i only dismembered him <laughs> i know that's why he they were using and that, like the defense was like oh he's being used for like a the prosecution and like fame and all that and i'm like he did something wrong but he has a lot of money so of course he's gonna have good lawyers and stuff they're gonna appeal they said um who knows how how long he's gonna live he's very sick so well i don't like i don't think he's having a ton of fun and i don't think so well he's a he's a psychopath so maybe he's remember in the documentary he loved being in jail he did remember he said that he felt like one of them i think we both know how much attention i paid to the documentary <laughs> because you interrupted me several times to correct me um that he said that like nobody knew who he was so they were treating him like a normal person so he's like i All actually right, I have fun see, yeah i can see how that could be a nice little vacation for him yeah because living in a world where he was like the butt of every newspaper's joke mm-hmm. for months yeah. is probably kind of taxing. I mean, I didn't know who he was until I saw the documentary. Me either. I had no idea. And I only recently even heard of the documentary from my friend. Yeah. And the reason he told me to watch it was because of how outrageous. Yeah. Jinx was. I think because we didn't know about him because he has money. He mm. got out of everything for like how long? Yeah, but when when the first thing happened, it was all over the newspapers. True. Like, I, that was so long ago. I forgot what the headline was, but like the New York Times was making fun the, of making fun of it. Nobody took him seriously. Yeah. They were making fun of the fact that he got off on such a ridiculous thing. Like I didn't kill my friend. That's weird. That people make But fun I didn't need to dismember his body. Yeah, that's weird, right? That's Maybe. a lot of fucking effort to put into something Oof. that was a mistake. It's hard to cut a chicken. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't eat chicken. Like, even when I did, I didn't cut a chicken. No? No. When did you have the opportunity to cut a chicken? When you Not the entire chicken, but when you prepare a chicken and it has bones. No. No? You, you buy chicken without bones? Even if I did, even if I had bones, it was like the kinds you just put them side by side. It was probably frozen, bitch. <laughs> it was probably frozen chicken wings. No, I had to cut chicken bones. No. I don't think I would have. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have it in me. I'd be like, what? Do you want me to pluck this shit too? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Moving um, on. So glad we could give you that. Because honestly, I was waiting for it. I know. I was like, when I saw it last night, I was kind of glad. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, I did a little dance. I know. We can have a first update. (laughs) Also, I just wanted to add um, back to the movie that Guillermo del Toro just has a really special place in the foundation (laughs) of our friendship. Well, I just realized that because I didn't know about the foundation. Yeah, we picked up a movie at when we worked together Mm -hmm. at the group home. Did we know it was in Spanish? I knew because I saw it first. Well, first of all, first of all, super American of 
all of us in the freaking room except for Gabriela. Even though the entire title and the whole DVD was yeah. in Spanish, yes, we were still thinking it might be in English. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't imagine that we were going to watch a Spanish movie. Didn't we? Didn't like one of the guys buy that? I don't remember, but it was in the house. I remember that. Who brought it? Okay, yes, yeah, somebody had purchased it. Yes, and we saw it, and we were like, "Oh, let's watch this movie." Yeah. It was a great movie. It is a great movie. I learned a lot. I learned that you can't say El Orfanato in a Rhode Island accent. (laughs) I mean, this was very like the first time that Gabrielle instructed me in Spanish. (laughs) Probably the last time too, because I don't speak Spanish still. Yeah. But (laughs) no, it was a great movie. I love that movie. Except I can say Cuando Fue Su Ultima Limpieza. That's very clear. And then after that, what do you say? One moment, I'm going to go get the girl to translate. <laughs> yeah. Because then they'd be telling me their entire life. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. They'll be like, so last Sunday, they're I was start, cooking. They, oh, my God, that's very Spanish of us. Like, there's actually a joke about that. Like, we don't know how to... Like, even me, I do it sometimes. And you're like, why are you telling me this backstory? <laughs> like, when people ask us a question, like, for example, you were like, how are you feeling? You'd be like, so last week... Like, we need to tell you the background of my feeling, why I got to this feeling. Like, like I noticed this, like, we do that. Like, we overshare. And, like... And this is after I told them I don't know Spanish. <laughs> and you keep going. It's true. I, can, I can't. I we can talk too much. I can deal with, like, if they're telling me that their tooth hurts or if it's loose. Like, I can work my way through those sentences if they're short. Yeah. Um, But, like... Do not come at me with the rest. Yeah. But like even like for example, when I'm telling a story to my family, my sister, Vanessa, she will be like, what what she was wearing? Wow. Like it's little details like that. So that's how so much we get into like our story. Like even when I'm talking to Alex. I can appreciate that. When I'm talking to Alex, so I'm like, so this is what happened. So I have to set out the entire scene. I'm like, who was sitting? Who was there? So let me tell you how I was feeling before. He's like, can you edit? Like, can you get to the point? And then I get mad. I'm like, no, I need to tell you the entire thing before I get to the story. Wow, this is probably how these people feel right now about the podcast. <laughs> They're like, so what are you talking about? Yes, that's what we do. All right, so today um, we're going to do things a little bit differently because this was kind of last minute. We were planning to do the gunslinger, but it didn't work out. So we're going to give it to you in like little doses, kind of scene by scene. Like I'll set it up a couple sentences. But mm-hmm. honestly, if you want a real summary, you're going to have to watch the movie. And, and I don't think you'll regret it. No, yeah, it, it definitely is worth your time. And it's on Netflix. It's very nice. You either have an account or you know somebody who does. Yeah, like kids can watch the movie too. Yeah, it's and um, yeah, it's definitely like PG thirteen. Oh, well, I mean, like there's a little bit of gore. Yeah, but it's a little bit. Yeah, I think kids can watch. Well, I, I don't know now. <laughs> well, I mean, like he does stab that guy. Yeah, viciously yeah, at yeah. one point. Oh yeah. But it's it's pretty dark. Lighting wise, it's, it's like not. a dark fairy tale. All right, don't sit your small child in front of the TV. They might get creeped out. That phone's creepy. Yeah, that's true. Anywho, so basically, how the film opens is uh, we see Ophelia, who's the main character, who's about like 10 ish. Yeah. She's bleeding into a labyrinth. Like they show you like the blood drip and then it like 
zooms i almost said scoots zooms like down the stairs and then it backs up and then we hear a story which i'm going to tell you in a minute because what i want to do first is open up to the fact that in present in the present moment ophelia and her mom carmen are moving to the countryside like they're traveling to the countryside in this car like what year is this like 1944 are you serious yeah fuck off are you serious yeah that's what it said in the movie are you fucking serious before a movie starts it tells you what year and what's I happening i know i know it <laughs> says spain blah 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 yeah but 1944 this shit looks archaic well because they went to civil war and all of that shit so they're like for also the they're in the country, country. Yeah. they're in the countryside so. and everything's scarce so scarce yeah. like when there's not a lot how does it work for scarce her? yeah yeah so carmen the mom is very pregnant and she's having a very tough time of it um we're going to stay with commander vidal Mm -hmm. who is part of the the word with an f did you catch it fascist no (laughs) it was something federalist no it was like fangulous oh it was the name of the politician exactly Mm -hmm. it's like the name of the rich people political side yes of this yeah. civil war that they were having. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking of vampires when I heard it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it's not an English word, so. Yeah. I'm hopeless. And this was not the kind of Spanish I'm used to at all. Yeah. So Spain, let's Spanish forget about me actually following yeah, yeah, along okay. mm-hmm. the words. Because that's not happening. Um, The commander, he's a pretty vicious man, as we've already said. Mm-hmm. Um, We're pretty sure that something shady happened there yeah like something shady happened to get carmen pregnant and their marriage is clearly loveless i think carmen wants to try to be good but i mean she's basically in it for the safety and the money yeah let's be honest it's when she tells ophelia like you need to call him dad yeah i was she was like excuse me (laughs) like she clearly was like excuse me yeah she's like he is not my dad she said it 500 times yeah and um the last thing i wanted to mention about like this part is that commander 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 excuse me are you from massachusetts (laughs) right um commander vidal is hunting i almost said freedom fighters (laughs) he's hunting the resistance fighters um, Mm that they suspect are in the woods yeah because again they're like in the deep country deep deep yeah you wouldn't catch me there i'm too black <laughs> for camping or anything like that yeah somebody would step out with a chainsaw and no even like in the scene you can see the little flies in the sun yeah. and i'm like people are not being like itchy from that like <laughs> it bothered me every time they show it on the scenes yeah if there's one little fruit fly in my house i'm itching yeah i'm like you can see it like barbaric the, hu- <laughs> the humidity of the forest that they were in like, you yeah. can see the little flies i mean it's pretty yeah it's pretty but i mean like what are your thoughts um so um yeah the forest is pretty Mm. and like i like how right away they tell you vidal is not your friend Mm -mm. and that he's fucking me he doesn't give a fuck about anybody right like at all and like i said like i and i like the um, how even when the mom is like 
tell he's like your father and she's like absolutely not we kind of get to see a little bit of Ophelia. Like, like you already stubborn. knew, like kind of know her character. Mm-hmm. And she's like carrying a stack of books too. And Smart also girl. like, I don't know what to think about the mom. Like the mom is also being strong, but at the same time, she's very weak at the same time. But she's like, when she goes, she's freaking pregnant. Yeah. So uh, I don't I think mean, she has to vanish. And oh, I also like that she also tells Ophelia, like you sometimes have to do shit that you don't like. And I'm not, I'm like, she's not, the perfect mom but she's doing something there's a reason why she's doing yeah why they're there i feel like she's a very smart woman and i feel like at one she's got to be a strong woman to be doing what she's doing in this Mm -hmm, moment mm -hmm. and going through it um a 10 year old girl is not going to understand usually i shouldn't say always but usually they're not going to understand the like the um severity of the situation i'm sorry wrong word and i think that She's trying her best. No, she's like to go to the trauma, losing the dad and being at war and then like going in the country with this old army people. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when the Vidal brings the wheelchair for the pregnant, she's like, you need to sit down. She's like, it's okay. He's like, do it for me. I'm like, uh, uh, okay, sit the fuck down. She doesn't walk the entire movie. Honestly, he views her as an incubator. That's exactly. That's what and it is. And he does not give one shit not about all. Ophelia I don't think he cares about anybody he would be happier if she didn't exist oh yeah and just, you can tell oh for sure you can absolutely tell yeah and the actress that plays Ophelia is like fantastic oh my god and you know even I'm, now like she's in shit now she's yeah I googled it and like I was laughing when they brought out their the luggage it was like old ladies I'm like there's so much army people and the old ladies are bringing out the luggage I know <laughs> I saw- I don't know. I don't know if it's like if that's 100 percent realistic, and probably at the time since they were in war, like yeah. probably a lot Not of the lot staff of in the house is going to be women. True. Yeah. Because I mean, it felt very. I didn't read too much into the war, um, and when I did, it was a while ago. But the resistance part was very like guerrilla warfare yes. type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff very strategic. Going on, yeah. 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 So I don't think that. You know, even the even the men that would have been in those positions, mm-hmm. they were doing other stuff and they were helping the resistance or yeah. hunting rabbits. Yeah, hunting rabbits. Yeah. yeah, but we also get a little view of um that statue, and yeah. she finds and they do make a comment about um what is that comment they make at the end about looking in if you know what to look for, like you'll see it. Okay, if you if look you know for what something. to look for, and then she picks up a rock off the floor and like mm-hmm. fits it into the eye. It's yes. kind of like putting a puzzle piece in. It kind of felt like after she did that, everything lit up. Like it clicked. Yeah. And we were like, okay, now the story's starting. Yes. Mm-hmm. But also of interest in the beginning is Bentley, you are getting so annoying. Relax. He wants a lot of attention. I'm petting him and he's like pushing me still. <laughs> so is Mercedes who uh-huh. is like, she seems like the head house honcho. Yes. yes. And um, she clearly, like you see in the beginning is helping the resistance mm-hmm. and the doctor who's coming to check on Carmen and her pregnancy and all of that. The doctor that comes to the house for whatever he is uh, clearly helping her help the resistance. Yes. He gives her like antibiotics and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You see that at the, right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and Mercedes um, kind of is very close to to him because she managed the house and everything he wants. Yeah, she's she, in a great position. 
Yes. Because she's super in control of a lot of stuff. She's in a position to view a lot of papers Mm -hmm. that other people wouldn't get to see, like the planning and stuff. Um, And the reason that she, sorry, I got kind of far from the microphone, but the reason that she's helping the resistance, or at least one of the reasons, is that her brother Mm -hmm. is there in the woods. What's his name? Pedro? I don't know. I think it's Pedro. I'm pretty certain. So her brother Pedro is actually in the resistance. And can I just say, um, when I first watched it, I, you know, I wasn't watching the subtitles. I didn't understand that they were brother and sister. I thought they were a romantic couple. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And um, one more thing about, oh, I missed this entire subplot where the doctor was helping. Oh, okay. Like I missed the whole thing. Oh, really? Oh, okay. okay, Because I wasn't reading. I was like, oh, doctor came. Oh, okay. And she knows him. They chatted about the weather. (laughs) Like I was just making it up in my head. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else could we say about that scene? I think that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, like we set it up. Yeah. Um, Mercedes is there. The doctor is there, and they're both working for the resistance. Yeah. Um. Did they say what makes the doctor sympathetic towards the resistance? No. 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 I I don't know either. What I'm gonna him- say, probably just his mission in life i couldn't think, think of the word when yeah I, like being a doctor i think at the end what he says is very like the ethic of being a doctor exactly yes yeah. he was like i'm not gonna sit by and watch people suffer when my job is to stop this yes and to cure people and i don't feel like a war should dictate yeah whether or not i do that i don't think my fear for my own life should dictate whether i'm helping other people yeah, like he says something like obey, to obey just to obey is not like it's not me. Without think obey without thinking. Oh, you're saying obey. Obey, yeah. Obey without thinking is not him. He's a doctor. So Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like being a doctor in this situation, especially in this time, you're supposed to be like the superior person yes, in the room. Exactly. I think it, And he room. was a humble guy. Yeah. But Commander Vidal is not. And I feel like Commander Vidal mm-hmm. was just very like belittling and that would get on my nerves. Oh yeah, for sure. He was very like that, yeah. Yeah. This dog is driving me nuts today. <laughs> he went away though. He went away, but now he's like, like do rubbing you want me on, again? <laughs> rubbing around on the carpet I just shampooed. Anywho. Um, so now I'm just going to introduce you to Pan's Labyrinth and why the fuck is it called Pan's Labyrinth? Yes. Uh, why? Who's Pan? I was going to, oh, Pan. I read and that's a, like a Greek mythology thing. Mm-hmm. And that's all I know. I mean, I've heard of like a Pan's Labyrinth, blah, blah, blah. But the only thing I can think of is Pantalamon. Oh, uh, okay. Like no. from the Golden Compass. No, I Googled it and it just says it's like a Greek. All right mythology thing right, i didn't cool. get into it because we're not doing that so i'm like i'm not reading anymore <laughs> hey. right. so um this is the story like the fairy tale that opens the movie uh princess moana not of the island of tefiti yeah a different one two ends yeah she was the daughter of the ruler of the underworld mm-hmm. right it was the underworld underworld yeah. okay 
and she went to the surface like of the earth one day i likened it to kind of like uh the little mermaid she was like i want to go on land and so this little girl was like i'm gonna go up and play Mm -hmm. um but something happened with the sun and she was like struck and then it turned her mortal and she like lived out her life on earth and died but her dad was like i know that one day her spirit will come back Mm -hmm. and she'll have the opportunity to come home so he put portals all around the world to get you to the underworld Mm -hmm. and at this farm if you will that they're staying at yeah um at this farm there is one of those labyrinths that is a portal Mm -hmm. to be able to get her to return yes all right so what happens is there's this little fairy Mm-hmm. which i love the way that they made it look yeah it was cute as hell yeah. i love the what do you call it the look of a movie uh cinematography sure yeah i just loved it it was great um this little fairy that looks like a praying mantis for a minute but then turns into an actual fairy yeah so cute love it yeah um leads her to this labyrinth and so she goes down all these winding steps very creepy the whole time i'm thinking a 10 year old would never but okay but maybe she will because she's in that real bad world so she's like uh let me just go here instead of going to those people that are killing people also she's probably thinking this fairy won't yeah. lead me astray sure I don't know what their folklore is on fairies in, I keep wanting to say Portugal because it's Spain and their Spanish Spanish just sounds so Portuguese to me. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know what What Spain's like view on fairies are, but here, as far as I understand, they're not good. Oh, okay. No, yeah, we have like, I'm saying I'm not from Spain, but you have like like, fairies are like nice. They don't have them like something bad, no. Most tales of fairies besides like disney oh okay that Uh, i've encountered they're very very malicious and manipulative oh yeah we don't uh, that's not how i see it so maybe but this is clearly not how she sees it either because Uh, she's like i will follow you down this dark 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 tunnel (laughs) i'll go wherever yeah and so she follows the fairy down there and she meets the fawn. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Which so we looked. They did a great fucking yes. job. It looks like he was literally made out of nature. Yeah. Uh, I read about the actor. He will sit for like more than eight hours. That was a person? Yes, that was a person. Holy shit. Yeah. So they were going to do like, you know, like, is it the fawn? That's the name of what mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. So like half men and half phone have yeah <laughs> so they decided not to do that so they didn't like ha- like to to be um what type of animal is that? a fawn a goat yes a goat but they thought of being like first the first time they were going to the movie like, like more like a centaur like yes, harry potter yeah exactly. like a half goat mm-hmm. but they decided to do more like a goat yeah isn't the devil supposed to be like half a goat yes yeah yeah so that's i think in the movie they are more like don't trust a phone because they're dangerous. You think that's what they were giving? Mercedes told that to Ophelia. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, oh, don't trust him. I mean, <laughs> because I was so much into as the movie. an adult, if a child came to me and was like, oh, I went into this deep, dark cave and <laughs> I saw a phone, I'd be like, don't tr-. they could go down there and be like, I saw Mother Teresa and I'd be like, don't talk to that bitch. Exactly. I'm speak. sorry. That felt terrible. That felt so terrible. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that's a man. Do not talk to that yeah, man. That's an yeah. 85 year old man. He's catfishing you. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's true. That's true. 
Like I was terrified. Um. Anywho. Oh no! Wait, wait. But something that reminded me of you in the oh, the same scene. <laughs> oh yeah. When she was like, "Do you want milk?" And she's like, "Milk with honey." And she's like, "Yeah, okay, let's go." And then the next scene is like she's milking the cow. That reminded you of me <laughs> because you're always making comments about milk. Because I'm allergic. Oh, you are. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were allergic. To oh my god. <laughs> because every time you're watching a movie or a show and like people leave the milk out, you're always like, "Why they leaving the milk out?" Oh yeah, didn't we just you're watch always bringing and they out left the milk out? And then she's just like milking it, and she's like, "Here, drink it." That's because milk creeps me out. <laughs> I didn't, that remind me of you. Like even even my formula was soy based. Really? Oh, and diluted by half. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're very delicate. I was extremely delicate. <laughs> I didn't have milk, like real milk, until my adulthood, really. Um, I, like my mom just bought me different kinds of like plant-based milks or like lactate milk when I was oh, younger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, how did you not know that? You never told me. I thought you just didn't like milk. I think, well, I don't. I don't like milk, but it's because I grew up without it, so. It's nasty. Yeah, to me, when I taste it, I'm like, what is this swill? This I don't, is disgusting. I never, never like me. Not even the smell of it. No. Mm-mm. So I don't do much. In coffee, I'm fine with it in small amounts, but I prefer like a non-dairy creamer. Mm-mm. Don't give me almond milk. Oh, okay. So for Or pe- black. I like black coffee. So people now know that you're allergic to milk. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't know that. That's why I always comment on the milk. Oh, okay, okay. But I was watching it with my friend last night who's had milk straight out of a cow before. And she was like, that is disgusting. Uh, like, you can see the oil floating on top. Uh, and it's hot. It is warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I know that. I don't know why I think it's always like, we're going to be warm. Well, it's coming out of the breast. of the Yeah, cow. it's coming out of a warm-ass body. Uh, yeah. Okay. Ugh. Anywho, so yeah, that's what happens. That's she meets this fawn, and the fawn explains to her this story of Princess Moana, and he's like, "Girl, you are it. You're the princess. Yeah, you've got a birthmark. It's written in the stars. We just got to make sure your hymen's intact." <laughs> okay, he didn't say that. He was like, "We have to make sure that your soul is still pure." I can't. Um, that's how it was reading to me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I saw that in very, like, after I read, like, a lot of it, I wanted to ask you this in a particular scene, but I'm just asking you now, do you notice a lot of the religious hints in the entire movie? And th- that part is one of Can them. Can I have an example? <laughs> so, when, well, I'll wait for the scene, because then I'm going to say the scene. This like, a perfect clear that is religion. Then why wouldn't you ask me after? Uh, because what, that's one of those you're talking about being virgin, the moon. That's very religious. Religious, like when you say religious, I think of like Catholicism. Yeah, I don't think of like Greek and Roman gods. No, this is very Catholic. Okay. Yeah. Um. So now you got me crazy. Oh, sorry. So the fawn tells her we need to make sure that your soul is still like pure or mm-hmm. something. He says like that, Innocent. and that he says if it's not, then that means you've already turned mortal. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that you're going to be okay to come down to the underworld, okay? Mm-hmm. And he gives her a book, and the book is blank, which is very frustrating. Mm-hmm. But he says, when you're alone, this book is going to tell you three tasks that you have to complete in order to prove that you're still a virgin. Yeah. 
and then it, it has nothing to do with her virginity, virginity guys she's 10 <laughs> I just but ba- I think that's basically it. it because yeah, they're like innocent, but yeah. Exactly. Except we're talking about a child, so we can't say so. that. Um, and so that's where we leave off with that. She like, she's like, okay, bro, runs back up the stairs and goes back to bed. And she's like, oh my god, I'm a princess. Yeah, she's she souped. Yeah. So what were you gonna tell me? Oh, that's not even the scene. Fuck. Is when I told like. All right. Um, I mean, I was going to skip to the frog scene, but I just wanted to make a quick mention mm-hmm. because this is kind of her. She goes to take a bath, right? Yeah. Who the fuck mm-hmm. would want to bathe in this room? Oh, I, w- I told the same thing. First of all, it's the creepiest shit. It looks yes. like you're in a submarine. Yes, yes, yes. It's got these weird circular windows. The tub... I, I can forgive the tub because it's it made out clean. of metal. And it looked clean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oxidation. And I'm pretty sure Mercedes, like, rubbed up with bleach. Yeah. Mercedes is the best. <laughs> but, like, the floor is filthy. Yeah. The it, everything is falling apart. disgusting. Yeah. Um, also, nobody took her to a fire life and safety class because she stuck that book behind a heater. <laughs> and she just, like, <laughs> put her face against yes, the heater. Yes. And she just had her whole face <laughs> back there, which I'm assuming they probably don't have don't the heat have. running. They're yeah, yeah. lighting fires and stuff. True. But also they were filling the bathtub with, hot, with water. hot water using like wooden buckets. Yes. This is why I thought it was like 18 something, <laughs> not 1940 something. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So are we moving on to the frog? Yes. So she does open the book and she gets her first task, which is to retrieve a key from a frog inside of a tree. Mm-hmm. So she gets out of the bathtub and her mom's like, look at this dress I made you. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it so beautiful? Look at this green fabric. And the shoes. You're going to look like a princess. Mm-hmm. And she's like, a princess. And I was like, yes, girl. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so she goes to the tree. Um, she takes off the dress, which is a good idea, mm-hmm. but it ends up not being a good idea. Yeah, because you still have to like roll in mud. Yeah, she's still, like, she goes inside of this tree, and it's <laughs> fucking disgusting. Yeah. And there's beetles crawling all over her, like, gigantic beetles. Yeah, Like, these disgusting. things at, are at least three inches in length. They're huge, yeah. Yeah, and their width has to be at least one inch. They're, like, one by three. Mm-hmm. All right? For sure. And she's just, like, calmly, it's like, good. shooing them off of mm-hmm. her as she treks through this quicksand. And she gets to the frog and then she has these stones that she got in um, like a little sack. I think the fawn gave them to her and she has to feed it to the, the frog to make him like expel his insides. Mm-hmm. So she tricks him with the bugs because he's eating the bugs and she mm-hmm. makes him think that he's taking bugs. But he also takes the the, thing. the I was thinking of it as a bazaar. What is a bazaar? Like uh, what they use in Harry Potter to like reverse um, um, poisoning. Ah, okay. Like they shove it in Ron's mouth when mm-hmm. he gets poisoned mm-hmm. with the whiskey. Yeah. Um. So she does that, and then like all of his insides come out. It's the coolest looking shit. The yeah. only thing I could think of when I was watching the scene is I wish I could be the one there that gets to fucking play with that. That the jelly little, the jelly yeah. white thing that comes out. Yeah. I thought I thought that was the frog coming out of this kiss skin. Isn't it? 
It is? Yeah. Doesn't oh, he okay. like deflate after? Yeah. That, like, he's dead is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho, inside of that is a key. A key, yeah. I almost said his insides, but we already <laughs> covered that. So yeah, so she grabs the key and she makes her way back out. Night has fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, Vidal has found some antibiotics, mm-hmm. which maybe will come into play later. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And her dress is gone it was like blown away somewhere does she find it yeah she comes in with like with the dress, dress. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay and, and mercedes like what the fuck yeah she's like girl come on <laughs> and then they get her back in that tub terrible you notice that the water was black yeah yeah that's like what it looks like after we murder people black yeah mm. and we take we take a tub that's what i used to call it when i was younger we take a tub we take a tub into our bath or a tubby just so we can see all the blood come out. Oh, okay. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And that scum ring. Anywho. Scum ring. <laughs> so she's got the key. <laughs> now, does that, what is it that you were going to ask me? We're almost there. How the fuck on earth did you this far ahead? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. <sighs> that's very frustrating, Gabriella. <laughs> all right. So on to task two. Um, so now that she has the key, she has to use the key to get a knife out of, um, like a little cupboard, but she has to go into the lair of this child eating monster to do it. And so the fawn tells her, listen, you can't eat anything on this table or bad shit will happen. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly what he says in the warning, but he's like, don't eat anything on the table. You'll die. You'll die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't really tell her what's happening he's just like there's a tri- there's a fucking monster in there yeah don't don't fuck with it i forgot what the monster's named i don't remember either Me, yeah but he gives her three fairy helpers and she gets some chalk and she draws a line with the chalk mm-hmm. which was a which is a thing in something that i love i think it was like an episode of are you afraid of the dark where she uses like a chalk outline mm-hmm to find like a dead twin or something i don't know i don't know brandy's way off topic (laughs) okay so she uses the chalk to make a doorway and she like the doorway brings her into like the lair of this monster and there's a feast on the table which honestly looks disgusting disgusting yes um there's a pile of fucking children's shoes Mm -hmm. and there's a monster calmly sitting at the end of the table with his eyeballs on a plate that's the scene that I wanted to tell you. What, like the Last Supper? The Last Supper. And, um, you know, when he sees the, when you see, she sees the ceiling mm-hmm. and it's like uh, different pictures of him. Mm-hmm. It's like... The Sistine Chapel? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I would like to know this. <laughs> I'm not really in religion. It's like all the steps that Jesus took to when he died. It's yeah. like 12 of them. They and put it in like churches. Yes. And then so it's like... Guillermo del Toro says that that scene is the Catholic Church eating the kids. It's like the abuse, the representation mm-hmm. of the Catholic Church abusing the kids. That's it. All right. Yeah. Speak up. Yeah, that's what I, I didn't want to say it before because it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I know. You just got kind of quiet. Yeah. That's all. That's, all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole thing. Um, no, that's a great point. So, yeah, they do show like different depictions of this monster like different snapshots if you will 
and in all of them he's like torturing or eating children in a different way Mm -hmm. it's extremely creepy and again like wildly unrealistically this girl is walking up to the monster picking up the plate with the eyeballs checking it out like yeah no way yeah and then she goes over to the little things and there's three little doors with locks and then gray makeup though with that monster insane absolutely this skin is like insane it's like dripping yeah it's like when people lose like a massive amount of this is like what they look like in my 600 pound life yes so good like creepy nasty looks like the skin is like humid it's so good yeah very good and um the nails perfect i like the nails they were fucking fantastic yes they just like were these triangles like these blunted triangles that slowly faded to black at the end and i was like please please i need to be this for (laughs) halloween yes i wonder how many people would understand if i just walked into the room (laughs) i think a lot of people will know absolutely yeah oh and also i read that that's a japanese monster is it yes okay yeah yeah so, um yeah but i i went into like to see what what was the story and they found like the draw drawings of this in in japan but they don't know the backstory of it they just know it's like a monster like um this like a little story is like this blind person who was um being mugged and he was like please i just want to i just want to see it. not with my can put can i see it with my hands and so they took out his eyes and put him in his hands but i don't know how he became like a fable or a story in japan cool yeah so she gets to the doors and the fairies are like here open this one in the middle and she's like no 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 no, not this one it's the one on the left Mm -hmm. so she does she opens the one on the left there's a knife inside i guess you can only use the key once yes which why all these stipulations this is crazy it has nothing to do with being a virgin like she's 10 (laughs) right she's 10 (laughs) yeah so she puts the key in the lock she gets her knife but the trickery of it is is that after she's gotten the knife and she's seen it and she has her moment she's more relaxed now because she's done that's when everything becomes more enticing Mm -hmm. which is very like a fairy story here like the fairies are very manipulative and they will draw you in and they will have you eating trash and you think it's a feast Mm -hmm. it's disgusting yeah it's super like that's that's how it felt for me and so, you know, she eats a couple grapes and then the monster wakes up and then he does the whole thing where he picks up his eyeballs like into his hands yeah. and uses that them. That scene is fantastic yeah. when he wakes up. Like he puts them up near his face. It's very like if you Google Pan's Labyrinth, you're going to see this monster with his yeah. hands fucking at his face. Yeah. And then he just starts like ah! and like running after exactly. her. Exactly. That's exactly. And <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention that. In the beginning of her walking through the doorway that she makes, she turns over an hourglass. And mm-hmm. in the most unrealistic representation of yes. an hourglass, it is still somehow running and only now almost running out of sand when mm-hmm. it was more than halfway more than, when yeah. she headed yeah. down the hallway. So now she's getting there, getting there, but you know, she doesn't make it. The hourglass runs out of time and the door closes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. But what she does is she climbs onto the edge of a chair, which would never actually yep. balance. Of course not. In the 1940s, no. <laughs> no, but in a great <laughs> show of ingenuity, and, and on that cobblestone, absolutely not. Um, she draws like a 
trap door if you will like a ceiling door Mm -hmm. and she scrambles out of it before the guy can catch her like the monster but in all of this transpiring he does eat two of the fairies i know um which is very unfortunate so we lost thumbelina and tinkerbell (laughs) and now all we have left is one of the fairy godmothers yeah that's all and uh we'll call her fauna fauna yeah yeah that is one of the fairy godmothers oh really yeah okay from um i almost said aurora from sleeping beauty oh okay oh flora and fauna and something merryweather oh is it flora and fauna or am i making that up no idea maybe it's gladys it's not gladys Gladys. it's flora and fauna and merryweather um so the fawn is pissed yes he loses it he was like fuck this shit obviously you're not a virgin yeah you're not a virgin um and you don't get task three yes you'll die we don't care about you because those are my fairies yeah and this is a gang (laughs) no this is a cult a cult for sure and you really fucked up you really let us down all right so now she's thinking this really sucks it's the end of the world nothing's gonna be the same and now i'm not gonna be a princess my life sucks i'm 10 i'm stuck in the fucking woods yeah. Um, also the resistance is honestly it's heating the fuck up right now mm-hmm. like there's starting to be like some actual warfare going on um, and they had called in a whole bunch of uh, soldiers for the rich people side mm-hmm. the government the government yeah and the resistance is starting to do some shit with maybe cannons or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know I wasn't paying yeah. that much attention they're doing explosions they're doing explosions there's fireworks <laughs> um they end up well vidal finds this experiment this witchcraft if you will (laughs) that ophelia i forgot her name for a second that ophelia had put under her bed earlier in the movie to help her mom with like her pregnancy and the sickness um she had put a mandrake root if you've seen harry potter you know i was gonna say very harry potter yeah she puts it in milk and then feeds it some blood and puts it under the bed and it does help her mom like feel better during the pregnancy Mm -hmm. so at this point in the movie vidal finds it because i mean it can't smell too good at this point Mm -hmm. it was in a bowl of milk yeah and he's like what the fuck is this and the mom's like yeah absolutely i gotta agree with this asshole like this is (laughs) what the fuck is this and so she puts it in the fire and immediately goes into terrible terrible labor in which she obviously dies we all saw this coming i did i didn't saw it coming i was sad bitch what i still was thinking this was a magical movie <laughs> there was no way this woman was going to survive this pregnancy i know i was like oh shit i was sad i'm like oh well this i almost cried which is honestly yeah no i was very i was not sad about it that. too because yeah. then i was like oh my god this girl's all alone now yeah. but i honestly feel like carmen was trying to convince her and trying to show her it could be a good place because she didn't feel like she was going to make it oh okay she thought i'll die he will take care of her yeah or at least like i don't think she thought that she was going to get an affectionate upbringing but i think she at least thought mercedes would be a good homegirl and help raise the kid or at least he would be like you can be a cinderella and work in the kitchen okay you know that she wanted her to live she wouldn't be like fighting for food on the other side yeah yeah yeah, i get it that she would be housed and fed yeah okay and at least like there to take care of her brother yeah true so because i feel like at the very least vidal would have been like all right whatever at least you can change diapers just like i don't want to ever see you just be there yeah just be silent yeah exactly 
so wow and like i'll give you all of these rags to wear and you can just sleep by the fire side. yeah that's it but you will live that's fine that's sad mm-hmm. that's really how i felt at the end because i expected her mom to pass away from the pregnancy oh, yeah. in the opening scene oh okay i was still thinking this is a magical movie no <laughs> It the, it opened with her bleeding into a labyrinth, like knocked out bleeding into a labyrinth. That was the first shot. I don't know. I have. And you still thought we were watching a magical movie. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. I love your optimism. Um, I mean, I can't fault you because, again, <clears throat> the first time I watched it, I ended the movie thinking it was still fantastical. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, what a great movie. <laughs> so cute. So upbeat, so uplifting. <laughs> um. It's about a fawn, <laughs> which I probably called it something else at the time, yeah. but blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, her mom did pass away and the like everything's kind of like starting to come out right now. Like they caught one of the rebels and Vidal was interrogating him and good Lord, his torturing was. Oh, oh it felt like torture to watch it. Mm hmm. Um, and at one point there's something wrong with the guy. I can't remember what it is. He stutters. He stutters. Right. And, but there was something like physically, like health wise. He was like, I want you to, to fix him up enough to the doctor. Like he called the doctor and he was like, yeah, because he was like, do something mm -hmm. so that I can get more information out of him. Like I need you to fix a little bit of my torture so I can keep torturing him. Exactly. Yeah. But obviously the doctor knows this guy because mm -hmm. he's been helping the resistance and so the guy oh, was so like sad. can mm -hmm. you please fucking kill me and the doctor does mm -hmm. because the doctor was like again i'm here to like end people's suffering yeah and i mean he did him a favor because holy shit this was insane can you uh, like can you explain that that scene when he finds those little vials i don't i didn't understand that part at the end or in the middle in the middle of that, when um, the doctor is taking care of the rebel, he finds like vials. I don't know what the, that means. I'll I tell think you in I, a second. Okay. Yeah. Let me read my notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the doctor euthanized this guy. And that is actually, do you remember when she went into the tree and Vidal came by and saw one of the vials in the woods? No, I don't remember that. He does. He oh, okay. stumbles upon, like, he doesn't give a fuck about the dress that's sitting on the fucking branch. But he does find on the ground a vial. It's antibiotics. It's the antibiotics that Mercedes has been sneaking that she's getting from the doctor mm -hmm. that she's been sneaking to the rebels. And the Vidal recognizes the antibiotics as something that they could only get from the doctor. Damn. Right. So he saw the vial out in the woods and he was like the only reason for there to be vials of the doctor's antibiotics in the woods is yeah. if the doctor is out here helping the rebels oh. so when he confronts the doctor with the antibiotics he's basically saying i figured you out mm -hmm. and you've only confirmed it in that you just killed this guy yeah instead of doing what i asked you to do because mm -hmm. you wouldn't give a shit if he was suffering if you were on the right side of this war and that's when the doctor gives his little speech. Bitch, yeah. And then he walks away very um, regally. Like, he's very strong. He's very brave. And then Vidal just shoots him in the back. That's, like, very coward. Yeah. He kills people like nothing. So why he didn't just shoot him right there? Why he had exactly. to wait until he walked away? 
this very hour no offense i think i felt like maybe i just didn't understand the implication behind it but the doctor absolutely knew he was gonna get shot oh yeah for sure but he was just like very respectfully said his piece and very respectfully turned around and just started like held his head up high and walked away Mm -hmm. i don't know i really liked the doctor yeah me too no, um, I mean the Vidal was very coward just to like shoot him. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like, he killed people like nothing. Why just kill him right there? Exactly. So stupid. So also like him being a doctor and him having helped your wife and probably plenty of your men, I feel like he deserves a little more than that. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so he also figures out um, that Mercedes is spying. Oh, I was sweating with Mercedes. I know. And so Mercedes... Is like, I got to get the fuck out of here. But knowing that Ophelia's mom died, she's like, we got to go. And so Ophelia's like, okay. But then they end up getting caught. Ophelia mm. gets locked in a room and Mercedes gets taken to the torture chamber, <laughs> and which is really just a barn. Mm-hmm. And she ends up like using this little knife that she keeps in her waistband mm-hmm. um, to like fucking cut open his cheek like a badass. He looks like a half joker. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets away. Um, like runs away to go mm-hmm. get the rebels or whatever. So now she's in the woods and we're not thinking about that right now. We're back to Ophelia. What happens is, I almost said Pan. <laughs> hey, Pan, Pan to Lyman shows up. <laughs> no, the fawn um, shows up and is like, you know what? I've had a change of heart. And what you need to do for your third task is I need you to grab your brother, um, this innocent baby and bring him to the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I got to do something because I feel like I'm going to die here. Mm-hmm. And so she does her thing and somehow gets out of this like mill house or whatever the fuck she's in. And when she gets there, the fawn is like, all right, so now I just need you to make a little cut because mm-hmm. you know tiny, she got the key cut. to get the knife <laughs> and now she's got the baby, she got the knife. And he's like, so I just need you to do tiny little cut, just a little drop of blood and you know, then the labyrinth will open. We just need the blood of an innocent. And she's like, absolutely the fuck not. Mm-hmm. I am not going to hurt my little brother. And as she's having this conversation, Vidal catches up to her because she was actually in his like quarters or whatever. Yeah. Because he was staying in the mill house. And so he, she had to evade him to get out of there. And so he was following her. And so he catches up and he sees her talking to what he sees as absolutely nobody. Yeah. He's like, this bitch is nuts. And he's like, Give me my son. So he takes the baby and then he just fucking shoots her. Like nothing. Like nothing. And I'll say it again. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> me neither. Okay. I have to be honest. I was not expecting him to shoot point blank a 10 year old girl. No, I he like he was just like a bam. Bye. Like he, there wasn't any like moment for you to get. Oh, she's dying. Like, no, it just happened so quick. I suppose. Maybe he felt like, why do you have my son on a precipice here? Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know how it looks. Because they're at the top of this labyrinth, which is huge. Like, you have to go down a lot of stairs. And he and- did so much for this kid. He wants the man sure. to continue with his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he takes his baby and shoots her. Um, thoughts. How did you feel? When he chose her, I was sad. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I know. Like, just, like I said, just the way that he did it. I was like. But also, more specifically, obviously we were horrified by that. But 
when the fawn was trying to get her to cut open her baby brother, how did you feel? Were you scared of him? Yes, because I thought they used her to get to the baby. What did you think they wanted the baby for? To kill it. See, that's the thing is when I was watching this the second time, not the first time. Uh-huh. When I was watching this, um, I felt like they hadn't presented to me any kind of like ulterior motive to even need this baby. Like, mm. what were they doing? I was thinking maybe they were tricking her to open the portal for somebody else that we didn't know. Okay. But again, I was like, they haven't dropped any hints. Yeah. It's been nothing. And I know they do that sometimes in movies. Yeah. But I was still kind of like, I felt like it was a trick. I think they were going to sacrifice the baby for the moon. Come again? I thought they were going to sacrifice the baby for the moon. To take the moon out of the sky? No, like to give it to the moon. As a sacrifice? Yeah. Like to honor the moon. Is that even... Sure. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff like in mythology Mm -hmm. with moon and babies. Right. So I, I just, that's where I went. That sounds like a very Gabriella place to go. <laughs> so that's okay. why I thought they were like being mean to the baby. All right. So what happens next is Vidal like leaves the labyrinth maze path, whatever you want to call it. And waiting for him outside is Mercedes with the resistance behind her, like Pedro by her side. And Vidal's like, well, shit, I'm going to die. I love his um how his facial expression changes when he sees that yes it's very nice guy was a great actor mm-hmm. oh yeah so for sure because yeah. you hate him and you're like wow he's like cold as fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he hands the baby to mercedes and he's asking him like for asking her favor some, like a favor some stupid shit about time that he's obsessed with yeah and she's just like nope this baby will not even know your name yeah that was a perfect answer. And the way she delivers the line and just, I mean, great acting all around. Yes. For sure. But holy shit. She was my favorite character. Yeah. She had moments. She's a very, very famous, like a Spain actress. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell because yeah. holy shit. Yeah. When she like cuts open his mouth, like when she just all of it, like watching her is amazing. When she had to be like the quiet, like timid in front of him, like all the so different good. type of women that she had to be in the entire movie was so good. Even when they chase her, because um, I didn't talk about it, but when she runs away from him, he sends people after her on horseback, like, go catch her. Yeah. And um, at, there's this one moment when she's like, all right, it's done. Like, I've been cornered. And then the resistance comes out. And I'm just like, I was living. Yes, yes, yes. Living. Yeah. I was screaming at the TV. Yeah, like, I think we said at the beginning, like, it gives you, like, action, like horror like there's everything in you this movie. just like the whole array of feelings are felt when yes. you're watching this movie it's true all right so she takes the baby he won't even know your name and then pedro shoots Vidal. excellent shot excellent yeah. um so after that mercedes is like here hold this baby i need to go see if ophelia is okay so she runs in and she sees ophelia just like on the edge of the labyrinth laying there bleeding Blah, blah, blah. And then this is where we see the... Did I even mention that in the beginning? All right, back up, Brandy, calm down. <laughs> we see her bleeding 
into the labyrinth at this point, which is the moment that we saw in the beginning of the film. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning of the film, when they're like, okay, rewind, we just wanted to give you the snippet, it shows the blood like seep back into her face Mm -hmm. and then jumps back to them in the carriage. But this is when we see her bleed into the labyrinth and Mercedes is just holding her like, wake up, wake up. Mm Because she's still, at this point, she's still breathing. She's still breathing, yeah. She's not dead yet. She's going to die, spoiler alert. Um, like a one second spoiler <laughs> alert because uh, we see Mercedes like trying to like wake her up or whatever, but she bled into the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And then we see her like all done up in this like gold throne room with Very these like thrones the, that you need a freaking elevator to get the li- in. The little prince. The little prince? She looked like the way that she was dressed. Oh, looked yeah. Very like him. Very, yeah. yeah. It looks like she was like on a set for Aladdin. Yeah, very gold. Yeah, everything was gold, yeah. which I live. And she's there. Her mom's on the throne as the queen. Then some guy, we don't even know him, is on the throne for the dad. And then there's an empty throne for her. And it's like, welcome, you passed the test. Like, the third test was not to spill an innocent's blood. Yeah. And, like, she chose to, sp- I mean, like, the way he says it, she chose to spill her own blood instead. But mm-hmm. I don't think she chose that. Yeah. I feel like she would have figured it out, though. She's a smart girl. Yeah. She would have been like, I thought this whole thing was for me to prove that I'm innocent. <laughs> yeah. Why can't you take mine? True. You're dirty. And he was like, <laughs> well, you know, when you went in that tree, girl, <laughs> I think you missed behind your ear. I get um, that funny. Like, that's funny when the mom is like, come sit next to your father. And I'm like, how? That shit is so fucking hot. I know. How is she going to climb up? <laughs> I th- you know, make no sense so far. It was just very odd. Yeah. And then we come back to reality for a second and we see just like Mercedes holding her and then we see Ophelia like smile and die. Uh-huh. So my mind was very going like fast in this last minute. Uh-huh. Because I was like, is she going to die? Poor she dies she can be with her family. But then she wants to be human. Like I was going back yeah. and forth because I didn't know the end. So when she died, I'm like, oh shit, she dies. Like I was sad that the human side of her died because yeah. her life was so short. So she suffered so much. But then I'm like, well, but she's with her family. Yeah. But I was sad that when she died in the human side. Yeah. But, okay, so you said her human side. Mm-hmm. So you believe it's real? That's what I was going to. That's why I stopped like all of a sudden. Because then if you, you can interpret it that that was the way that she wanted to deal with everything that was happening. She had to create the world so she can cope. Mm-hmm. And like that's, that's, that's like a very Catholic afterlife that she was going to go to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think it can go both ways. My question is, who is this stranger on the throne? The dad. Right. I don't understand why Carmen gets to be mom. Like, I understand why it works, like, plot-wise, and, you know, from the child's mind, like, she wants to be with her mom, who just passed away. But for me, I'm like, this feels weird. Like, I would have accepted the doctor. Do you know how like in the Wizard of Oz when she wakes up, she's like, and you were there and you were there uh, okay. and everybody was from like Kansas. But that that wasn't her dad, her real dad. Bitch, I don't know. 
Dad, yeah, she calls him like, hi, Dan. She says hi to the dad. Oh, yeah, I forgot. She has a different dad. Yeah, she's not Vidal. He's a tailor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. He looks a little aged. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I mean, he's old, but they live in this magical. Maybe he's supposed to look like very, like, wise. Really? Yeah, like very exactly. Dumbledore look like. Yeah. Well, he didn't got all that kind of beard shit. He had, like, long white hair. Yeah. So maybe they had to make it because their mom looked different too. Did she? Yeah. Like not pregnant. She had, she was holding the baby. The baby is not dead. She was holding. She was going like this, holding a baby. So who the fuck baby was that? That's what I'm hollering. <laughs> oh, that's true. I she kept going like this. I think that's what's supposed to tell us that it's not real. Oh. Yeah, so when I read about the movie, they were asking Guillermo del Toro, like, is this like, what is it? Is it real or not? He's like, no. Because everybody wants interpretation. Yes, and he's like, no, you pick whatever you want. He was like, I gave you both. Yes. You can have whatever you want. Exactly. I'm like, bitch, no, you need to tell me. <laughs> no, he gave you a gift. Because do you know how, do you know that feeling when you watch a movie and it just ends? Or even like when you read a book and it ends in a way that no, you hate? Yes. And you just wish there was a little bit of room, something like room for interpretation, uh, something a little different. Yeah. Like, I think he very artistically gave us a way to give it whichever ending we felt appropriate. Yeah. And uh, like, I also read like art analysis articles and they said that he like on purposely in all his movies give you hints throughout the entire movie that if you want to believe the magical side. Yeah. You can believe that. It was meant for you. Like he gave you yeah. hints the entire thing. It's not like just the end. Throughout the movie, you can believe it's real. Exactly. Like there's no reason to believe it's not real just because Vidal couldn't see the phone. Exactly. Because he's just very blinded, very jaded. Like he's an evil man. Like he wouldn't in yeah. any fairy tale be able to see the phone. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Because even Mercedes says to him, like, I was so close to you that I was invisible to you. Exactly. And that's your weakness. And, you know, I didn't even mention it. They do bring that line back around that, you know, like she it says that um, she reigned for many, many years, blah, blah, blah. And that she left traces of her time on Earth that you could find them if you knew where to look, which yeah. was how they kind of opened it. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about finding traces of the underworld or Princess Mona or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that really spoke to everything. Like, Mercedes saying, you don't know how to look for me. You don't you don't think like the rats do. Exactly. Thank Very, you. Yeah. What was that from? Inglourious Bastards. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, you're not thinking like the other side because you're too high up on your high horse and you're not, like, bringing yourself to the level that you need to be which i shouldn't say that they're a lower level i mean i would be on their side like i would be on the side of the rebels for sure yeah just because i don't think i would be able to fake it i would Mm -hmm. want to yeah all day Mm -hmm. i would want to be able to be carmen but i'm telling you right now i wouldn't yeah i wish i could because i'm not cut for this country life as you can tell (laughs) but mosquitoes i mean I'd probably catch an infection and die pretty soon on. So I don't think I'd be too much worried. I'd be living in my own fucking underworld princess. But what life. if you had a daughter? Excuse? 
Like, would you go camp? I mean, camp it. Like, live in the woods for your daughter? Would I go live in the woods for my daughter? Sure. Okay. So you will be Carmen. Because Carmen did everything for her daughter. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm saying I would... I don't... I think the better question to ask me was, would I get impregnated by this beast of a man for my daughter? I don't think she had an option. Remember that we said that at the beginning? Right, yeah, okay. But, like, to go along with it, I don't know either. Like, can we just take the Kool Aid? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we're in the wrong fucking cult. <laughs> right. We need the easy way out. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. You're asking us to work way too hard. We never been in a war, like. No. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> the toughest thing we did was live through this pandemic. That's true. That's true. I mean, oh, you had that terrible time at the library when you were like Internet <laughs> Explorer. <laughs> I was listening to the episode and I was laughing at myself. I'm like, I can't. So immigrant of me. <laughs> I never knew that story about you. I kind of love it. No, but I do think that he did leave it open to interpretation, which I loved because, you know, I think I was like 18 or 19. Yeah. 18, 2006. I don't know. That's math. You know that we can't. That's an even number. And I was born in an <laughs> even number. So 18. Yeah. Okay. Because when I graduated, I was 17. So I was 18 no, I was 17. Okay. Fuck, I literally just said that. <laughs> I was 17 when I watched this movie the first time. Mm-hmm. And depending on when it came out during the year. But I don't think I was at the movies with Sham in the last three days of the year. Okay. So. And I didn't read the subtitles because to me that sound, that was outrageous yeah. at the time. And I ha- I completely missed the fact that she died. Oh, really? I was not paying attention. Oh, okay. I, honest to God thought that that this whole thing was just a fantastical part and that she just she solved it and that nothing in the human world was even of consequence uh that was me watching the movie (laughs) and i was like like listening to it yeah i was completely on just another plane i didn't catch i didn't catch any of the the nuances i didn't catch any of like the beauty of the world i didn't catch the whole full circle thing with the you know it's there if you know how to look for it like You're i fine. had no idea that it was a resistance <laughs> i was lost and i still enjoyed it myself yeah i think wasn't it all oh, the movie that we were talking about earlier that don't fear don't be afraid of the dark it's the same thing i haven't found that in his repertoire here so it's not it's not him i mean i don't know let me google it while you talk all right I, I don't know if I'm like still having things to talk about, but when we watched El Orfanato, I got to say um, the imagery and everything, which I think is the word I was looking for before. And those hints that he talks about giving you of like the fantastical, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think they did a great job with that. And I'm not going to talk about any of the plot points to El Orfanato. If you want to go watch it. Absolutely. It was um, a 2007 film of his. Um, completely different base, but I feel like uh, usually he has something to do with children. In the movies I've watched, he's had something to do with children in mm-hmm. his films. And, um, you know, just dealing with the children dealing with big, dramatic things, yes, like yes, changes in their yeah, lives and yeah. stuff. And, like, how they cope and how the adults cope and things like that. Yeah, no, so um, don't be afraid of the dark is not him, sorry. No. But it is very him. For some reason. I don't know why I thought it was him. Me too, because it's very him. Who is it? Is it somebody else we know? Never seen. Uh, Troy 
Nike. Nope. But didn't they film in like Providence? Oh, really? Why are you spitting at me? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's Canadian. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know how we feel about Canada. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like we really um, wrung out, like wrung the shit out of Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. So I'm absolutely sure people are going to go watch this film because I only gave you a bare bones summary. You should honestly go enjoy it for yourself. Yes. It's great. It's worth it. Yeah. It's so fantastic. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Nice. Is it? Is it a book? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know either. I mean, <laughs> I think we should we? have known. <laughs> we should have known. I that. don't usually look. Up, you I can don't, Google it. I don't usually look that up. Yeah. I usually know if I know, and if I don't, I'm surprised. But I'm not going to go read it after I just watched the movie. Yeah, that's true. Unless somebody gives me a reason to. Yeah. But anywho. You know, go look up, see if it's a book, read it, watch it, whatever you want. But after that, you can follow us on Instagram at podcast podcast. And and <laughs> you can email us at podcast podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to rate and review us, that would be fantastic. Um, there's actually not many application platforms yeah we just found out that <laughs> but well no i i knew um but i did figure out how to do it on apple so like, you really just have to like go to the page and scroll down 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 until you see yeah. the stars and then you can just fill them in and then you can write a review if you want yeah um it would be really helpful for us we would appreciate it a lot and we really only need five star reviews so if you're yeah. not feeling it so and also we are working hard harder in our Either. Instagram to be more active. So mm -hmm. if you look if you see our stories just like it and share it so people know more about us. Exactly. And you know what? Go check it out because yeah, we're we ha we have a few things. I don't think you understand how difficult it is for us to take pictures. <laughs> uh, that uh, every time I have to do something for the Instagram, I'm literally sweating. Really? Because yes, for me it's not very easy to go do something. I'm sweating, and it's just not one picture. I take like twenty before I send one. Wow. Okay. Not, never. What well, you should know, I'm not. I don't like taking pictures, so I'm not very like. I don't know. I just get very nervous. Just making a video, or like whatever. I just, well, I could never make a video. I mean, like a reel that I just did. I was sweating. All right. Cool. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> I just want people to appreciate it. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure they've taken an Instagram photo. Yeah. But um, so the whole what's next thing, we're really not sure when we're going to do the gunslinger. We really have to wait and see when Amanda's going to be able to. But what we're going to aim for next time, if it's not the gunslinger, is the Lair of the White Worm, which is actually another film. Um Because we were going to do The Gunslinger, we're not going to be able to fit in an entire book before we have to record another episode. Yeah. So we're really sorry about that. But we will give you three books in a row whenever we do get around to The Gunslinger. Yes. So we promise. We have that to look forward to. Yes, we promise. But The Lair of the White Worm will not disappoint. Oh, my God. I was just thinking that I should watch this movie either drunk or high. Because when you showed me the trailer, I was like, Yes. Let's do this because this reminds me when we did like the vampire one and I'm like, this is going to be fun. Which vampire one? The interview with a vampire? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not comparing the movie. just like the excitement and the vibe like when you talk okay. about it. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. going to be fun. 
It's a great time. It's an <laughs> old movie. It's old. Is the, it from the 80s? The FX. I love the FX. There's no FX. <laughs> it's like exactly. Um, But it has some famous people in it. Yeah, Johnny Depp, Sharon Stone. I think she's there too. Excuse me, Johnny Depp isn't it? So he's not there? No. So I might think of the Rather Rock movie then? Yeah, like this British guy. Uh, I don't know. Hugh something. Hugh Grant? That's not his name? Is that him? I think so. Oh, wow. Anywho, um, yeah, go check it out. If you can't find it, just give it a watch quick. I don't think it's very long. Mm-hmm. So you can laugh with us. It's campy as fuck. You're oh. going to love it. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for listening. And see you next time. On Book Gossip. <laughs> Bye. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you.